This is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. You know, we failed, but uh, I thought it was a great effort. I thought that the plan was laid out uh, perfectly. Jake Bakoven. I'm not sure I get my point across um, properly. I'm sure I don't do a good job of explaining what I mean. Tom and Buck starts now. This is Tom and Bach here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, happy Thursday to everybody. We're almost to the weekend. We got some football tonight, uh, some NFL, some uh, some college football. Of course, we're all waiting for Nebraska-Wisconsin. The, the, the buildup in this game is just unbearable. I mean, how are we going to make it until the game? It's a very strange, very strange week as far as that goes. Uh, of course, the, the bye week with the coaching changes kind of moved everybody's clock forward to 2022 and looking ahead to that. But... We'll talk about this later too. I, I it's it, it, this isn't helping. The Nebraska Wisconsin rivalry feels dead. It feels like there's just not much there. Um, so we'll get more to that in a little bit. Some response off the text line um, for uh, the the uh, Kino that you won that you're talking about. <laughs> Brian T. He said his wife won a hundred a thousand dollars on her second game of Kino ever, and since then they've only spent about twenty dollars. That's right. Once you win. Stay the winner. Don't give all that money back. No. Never <laughs> stop playing the game you love. He doesn't love that game. He just won $1,000. Just take it and run. I won $1,000 the first bingo hall I went to. It was a pretty good, bingo. good deal. Yeah, you got you to gotta get into I, bingo. I think I should play bingo. I have had fa- uh, family friends that play bingo, and they said that when they walk in, it's actually kind of intimidating because everybody's got their like good luck charms. Oh yeah, sitting around them, and you cannot touch them. And there's rules, just like uh, when if you go to your first hockey game, you have to like learn when you can stand and move and all that stuff. Yeah, it's the same thing with bingo. Like you better quiet down whether with, with like the people will riot if if they hear you too much talking or, or you know making noise while they're calling the numbers. So uh, you got to learn bingo etiquette if you ever go. I, I don't know if you're on TikTok, Bach. Oh well, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, have you ever seen the them people that br- or do lives from bingo halls huh? and they got probably 15 bingo cards in front of them and they're just scanning through the whole time of just and just dabbing it with the, uh, with the oh, yeah. bingo dapper or dopper whatever it's called yeah and they're just they have about 10 or 15 bingo cards in front of them and you just hear the numbers and they're just live on tiktok and i'm like <laughs> how is this entertainment but i find myself watching it well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things on TikTok or any of those lives. I like the ones where it's just like a girl just like <laughs> just like doing laundry or something. And there's like people giving them like hundreds of dollars yeah. through like magical stickers or something. I'm no. like, I don't understand what's happening. Now they're getting the, lost. Now they're getting to the point where they're saying like phrases a thousand times or a hundred thousand times. But if if somebody sends them gifts, which is money, basically, yeah. Then they restart the, the meter and they have to say it a th- hundred thousand more times. Oh, okay. So they're like holding a, a counter, and if you're on the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, you can see myself. Uh, they're like having a counter that has the numbers, and they're just hitting the plus button to add the number, and they're just saying like, if I was to say Nebraska a hundred thousand times, it was Nebraska, 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 hundred thousand times. But if somebody sends them a gift, they reset it to zero. Okay. That's what they're doing now. <laughs> if I were to go on TikTok right now, I would you have find probably five times. of them that. Just, just right away that they're just counting. 
Where's that money coming from? I don't understand. That's the part that I don't understand is why are people sending? Because you're right. These, yeah. uh, these, it, it, it takes a while to like understand what's happening if you're old like myself and get, like getting on there and, and like, because they get like they'll send you like a rainbow and the rainbow would cost somebody fifty dollars to buy that rainbow and then they send it to a girl so that the girl will quickly go yes. or, or guy I should say anybody can go they'll just go uh, thanks for the rainbow. <laughs> and then the, and then yeah. you move on that's it and there's also the one last one sorry the, just pet peeve that they're just study sessions yeah there's there's a dude that studies like eight hours of the day and he's like study with me take some time and he's just standing there or not standing he's sitting there doing homework not even talking and people are just overflowing him with gifts and i'm like Jeez. are you serious right now yeah this is what we're this is what we've come to can i shout out my poll question oh yeah go ahead okay so there, during the break there, me, Happer, Mark, Bach, and Rico were having a discussion about peanut butter and jelly and which one is worse, peanut butter and jelly on hamburger buns Yuck. or Uncrustables. <laughs> so please, I have a poll question out of which one is worse, PB&J <laughs> PB on hamburger buns or Uncrustables. Let me, let me explain my thought for why Uncrustables are worse. It's fake peanut butter and jelly, and it's also you being lazy and not able to make your own peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> How's it fake? It's it's lesser than It's definitely the artificial. It, it has to be artificial <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. It can't be much worse than what you buy off the shelves. So far, we were at five votes, and PB&J on hamburger buns has all five for which one is the worst. <laughs> um, no, but hamburger buns, I, I've said it before. We've talked about it before. Hamburger buns. I'm using up my hamburger buns. I had hamburgers a couple How nights ago. How many hamburger buns do you have? You though? buy you buy the value packs at Sam's or Costco. <laughs> you do apparently, <laughs> and you have leftover hamburger buns. Why? Because I know I'll use it for peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> That's why I buy the extra. The do you prefer the hamburger bun PBJ to the traditional bread? There's a part of me that does. <laughs> I think you do. I think you have to. You said the other <laughs> night you ate four of those things. No, last night I ate four. Oh, peanut butter and jellies on hamburger buns. Gross. <laughs> I don't know if I could do one and a half of those. Buck, I have two back <laughs> here for lunch. That. Should we? We need to eat them live on air and get a live uh, reaction. You, you can go ahead and eat they those are, things. And, and if you put the crunchy peanut butter on oh, there, oh, that's even worse. With, with crunchy peanut butter with grape jelly, it's just like peanuts sticking <laughs> out of your hamburger buns. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's the same thing as when peanut bu- people put peanut butter on hamburgers. It yeah, tastes, I'm not it, a big fan on, of that. They're on a hamburger bun. It's fine. I'm not like I don't. Maybe it's, there's something wrong with me. You know what I like on hamburgers <laughs> is oh, like no. cheese or pickles or ketchup. <laughs> well, normal stuff. Yeah, like oh, the, the, the the this fascination with just throwing like whatever you can on a hamburger bun, including peanut butter. I I tried an egg on it before because that actually sounded good to me, and I just don't. I, I there's nothing there for me. I think lettuce, tomatoes. You know, that's about as wild as I'll get. Okay. So Brian T says this on Twitter. He replied to my tweet: "Uncrustables taste worse than booty." That's false. I think Uncrustables are garbage. You guys are crazy. Uncrustables have a big following, including myself and Happer, who, who, by the way, probably put put down four of those himself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not too long ago. Kent Kent makes a very good point because a lot of people are saying there's so much bread. Are are, are burger buns the same as heels on on bread on loaves oh, yeah. of bread? You can slather. This is from Kent and Lincoln. 
quote, you can slather enough peanut butter and jelly on a hamburger bun to make the extra bread irrelevant. Bingo. <laughs> get more bang for your buck. It's, it's a smaller disgusting. sandwich. You get to eat. You, you take you, it. It's a quicker process to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on a hamburger bun than actual piece of bread. Smaller surface size, unless you have four of them. And you get to put more of the good stuff, the peanut butter and jelly inside the two buns to make up for the extra bread. You get more bang for your buck, and it's quicker. That's gross. You get a big mess. Like, peanut butter <laughs> and jelly is, like, one of the few things. Most things, at least in my opinion, taste better if somebody else prepares them, right? You don't put in the oh. work. It's just, it, to me, that's how it is. I'm not much of a cook. So, so that's, that's why you're an Uncrustable guy. But yeah, Uncrustables are, are good that way. But but I, I will say PB&J's, outside of Uncrustables, which is a good balance, usually don't take tastes better when somebody prepares for like if somebody just makes you one because they don't know the ratio of peanut butter to jelly <laughs> that you need and to bread to your point um that that you need on your sandwich for for instance i, I just do not put too much peanut butter on there otherwise it's just too much my mouth you know it sticks to my teeth and it's just hard to get too much peanut butter so if, if somebody else made me a big peanut butter and jelly sandwich with all this peanut butter i just it'd be too much and and the, the, the creamy versus um What's the kind that you like with Crunchy. the peanuts in it? Crunchy. That's right. It's it's skippy. I, I get the skippy. Yeah. Crunch. I don't understand how people like to eat <laughs> peanut butter with like half peanuts hanging out of their food. That's not. That's it's insane. not hanging out of your food. It's just, <laughs> it's just you there. Take a, you take a bite. I, there's some people that are firmly on the side of crunchy, and I just don't understand. That's See, that's disgusting. I am not on either side. I am. I like everything. So, and and I'm not saying that bad. Like uncrustables are not like. I just feel like you can taste the fakeness in, in the Uncrustable. But it's delicious fakeness. Some, some no, fakeness it's not, tastes Bach. really good. Bach, this might be, out of every take you've ever had, this may be the one that I'm most disappointed about. <laughs> this Why? Is- Uncrustable's like, okay, well, obviously you don't have the crust, which is uh, a good part. I mean, the best you part of the, the bread is without on, the crust. You don't have the crust on a hamburger bun. The bun is all crust. <laughs> it's no, just it's a giant, giant crust sandwich. No. Come on, but man. I, I've I've worked at places where I've had to buy like th- like well not me but the company card I'd go out and like buy huge cases of Uncrustables and they'd be gone I'd have to like make a run every few days <laughs> for how much people loved those things they're they're really good like on, on quick you know you don't you know something that's decent kind of somewhat fills you up um, if you eat two of them probably mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> not all that healthy I guess but they're there exactly. for you <laughs> well. Here is I maybe this is what ruined my uncrustable at high school or in high school, um they had uncrustables and I was where I first tried them, and the it it tasted when you unpackaged it it felt like it was just taken out of the freezer, so it was oh like yeah a a hard like cold uncrustable in the middle yeah I've had those yeah, before it's not, it was it's, not thawed and yeah. that, maybe maybe that's <laughs> the whole idea of it also that bothers me so much is that you're freezing peanut butter and jelly yeah they, they shouldn't be frozen they've got to be thought out for sure uh somebody on the text line asked what are encrustables they're stupid <laughs> not everybody knows <laughs> they're just they're just peanut butter and jellies without a crust in a circular <laughs> shape in a package well <laughs> exactly and, what you would probably think they would be i think the way that this got started was was happer was making fun of me that uh you can't have pb and j in circular form or something I, I was like you just ate an uncrustable that is and that's why this this conversation so once again Poll question is out there for which one is worse, Uncrustables or peanut butter and jelly on hamburger buns. So far, 
peanut butter and jelly on hamburger buns is taking it for 81%. And within 12 hours, I'm assuming, you'll have eaten six peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Is that correct? I ate four last <laughs> night at 12 <laughs> at midnight. Um, did you eat any this morning? I did not. <laughs> okay. I think, yeah, so it would have been six. It depends <laughs> if if I spread it out. Yeah, you got to eat them. You got to eat them pretty quickly to make it within 12 hours, but still, you know. That's a lot of carbs. That's a lot of carbs, and it's just a lot of the same thing. Are you, <laughs> I know you're a college student. Don't, well, see, don't okay, you have any ramen laying out, around or something out. else? Like, why, is this, why is this all peanut butter and jelly? I, I want to make this clear. Like, I don't... Um, I don't live off of peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> it like, sounds like I you. Am not, I am not. I am not like a typical college student where I'm. I'm dying on just peanut butter and <laughs> yeah. jelly. Like I'm not. I I do make other stuff, and I like I love salmon and steak and stuff. But okay, Justin makes this. What about peanut butter and jelly on a hot dog bun? He says not good. I say it just tastes just fine. Have you had it before? I have. Oh because why? God. I've had left over hot dog buns after <laughs> why would i let hot dog buns if if i just ate three or four hot dogs the previous day previous night i have four left in the bag hot dog buns in, cost like a dollar 30 but why why let them go to waste <laughs> why why let them go to waste buy they, some more hot dogs taste, but why would i want more hot dogs when I just ate hot dogs last night. You're eating six. You're just doing the same thing with <laughs> peanut butter and jellies today. Because peanut butter and jellies never get old. They are okay. fantastic. Yeah, I don't know about wow. that. Wow. We're, we're, this is getting a lot of reaction, Bob. Oh, it is. There's there's, there's a lot of people. I mean, you're you're on one side or the other usually in this conversation. Uh, so Jake Sorensen uh, tags in and says, I watched my buddy once eat four Uncrustables in one sitting. It was horrifying. <laughs> Jake is the guy that I can fe- – I, I just have a feeling that he's on my side. I feel like he's on my side with this one. Yeah, it sounds like he's not a big fan of Uncrustables. I could easily eat two of them in one sitting. Oh, I, I don't – no, like, I feel like Uncrustables, you'd think you're going, it's going good, it tastes good and everything, until, like, you just take one bite and you just feel <laughs> nauseous. <laughs> because that, that sense of fakeness and artificial peanut butter and jelly sets in, and you're just like, ugh. Like, I, <laughs> I, I can just imagine it already. Uh, Brian says, better than hot dog buns is PB&J on tortillas. Amazing. Have you ever tried a tortilla PB&J? I have not, but I do. I have leftover tortillas. Tortillas, <laughs> yeah. You have you have tacos. I, I just had. I just, I just made made fajitas or tacos the other night. Maybe I should try peanut butter and jelly. A tortilla on tortillas. Yeah. All right. Um, this is the last one. Kent admires my sense of salvageability and being food resourceful. That's what I'd say. That's all I'm saying. Just don't. I, I just don't want food to go to waste. Okay, Joe says this. My wife turns leftover buns into garlic breads. That's what there you Mark go, and yeah. I were talking about. Is I never thought about that. I always just make the Texas toast. Oh yeah, and I need to. The need garlic to, bread. That's definitely something you can't eat a whole lot of at once. <laughs> really? You, you could eat so? like no. I could eat six or seven pieces of garlic that's, bread. That's disgusting. <laughs> like as a meal? That's supposed to be like an accent piece to like no, spaghetti no, or something. No, garlic bread definitely takes over <laughs> as as king in a meal. 
Uh, you, I'm sorry, you sound like a poor college student, no matter how much you might try to fight against it. <laughs> I, I would like to say that I am not you a... You cannot I am eat not a meal a, I am not of a, garlic I, bread. I, no, I don't, I don't just make garlic bread as... That's it. Yeah. But I'm saying in the Texas toast bags, they come with eight slices of garlic bread or six or whatever. I think it's eight. And you make all eight. Once again... Don't let them all go to waste. So you have you make it into two sittings. One night with your meal, you have four, and the other day you have <laughs> four. <laughs> they serve you like one garlic bread with your pasta because that's what you're supposed to eat. It's supposed to be one. How you don't ma- have to make all eight of them at once. You can save some of them. How many? How many? Pe- how many uh, Olive Garden breadsticks do you eat? Oh, Olive Garden's pretty good. Those no, breadsticks. So, yeah. so how many do you eat in one sitting? Or fazolis? Fazolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but still only two or three. I don't want. I don't want that much garlic bread. It like at most two or three. You're not gonna. You're not, don't, gonna, you're don't, not gonna eat like five Bob, garlic. Breads. Don't lie to the people. I I know darn well that you eat. You ask for <laughs> Bach is that Bach bread. is that guy that asked for a to go box, but not for his meal. Just hey, can you bring out six more rolls and that I can put into a to go box? Sorensen used to come over from uh, Fazoli's with like these just a lot of yes breadsticks because they're kind of partners with them for a, t- a time being there, um, but. Yeah, that was that was those were the days, but you still funny. can't eat that many of them. <laughs> that is hilarious. We better get uh, yeah. we'll, we'll return to some more food talk here later, but let's get to box tops real quick. The oh, top sorry. ten games of the weekend. <laughs> All right, let's look at some of the top ten college football games this weekend, and also I'll let you know. How much it costs to get into those games, and Nick, you react to these games if you will watch them or Sounds how good. interested you are in them. Uh, number 10 this week in Virginia at number 18, Pittsburgh. Maybe not uh, not a great matchup as far as teams go, though Pittsburgh's having a good season. But Brennan Armstrong, the Virginia quarterback, is number three in the nation in passing yards. Kenny Pickett, of course, the Heisman hopeful for Pittsburgh, is number five. So they're going to be slinging the ball around there, 230 on ESPN2, $26 to get into Heinz Field. Would you, would you pay that if you were in Pittsburgh? I would not. Um, but one thing to watch <laughs> there is Virginia's coach Bronco Mendenhall might be a candidate for a job if if a smaller job opens up. Like I could see him going to a Washington or something. Came that from, is came from yeah. came from BYU, going back to that part of the country. Washington Washington's not a great job, unfortunately. See if see it, if that, that can could be, be a name. Yeah, you, you can. You can get it back up to where exactly. it should be. I hate seeing that stadium empty like it has been the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's that's a cool a stadium, stadium when full. Yeah. I remember when Nebraska went up there and Jared Crick had a huge game. Oh, yeah. I, I remember, I think that was 2009? I think that was 2010, the year 2010. after. Yeah. Remember when Jaron Crick had five sacks against Baylor that one game I in 2009? I do remember that. That was cool. I do remember he that. He would take over some games sometimes. Uh, number nine on my list, Illinois at number 17, Iowa. That's a 1 p.m. kickoff start on FS1. Tickets as low as 15 bucks to get into Kinnick Stadium for that. Of course, it's interesting because Illinois is without their head coach. Brett Bielema has uh, had, had some COVID concerns this week, so he's going to be sitting out. Uh, and Illinois needs this game. They've beaten Nebraska, Penn State, Minnesota, so they can get the upset. Uh, and Iowa, of course, will keep you in games pretty close uh, and even give you a shot at the end to win them usually. Uh, do you think Illinois has got much of a chance against the Hawkeyes this week? Or I, I don't know. Think- it's it's interesting. There's, they could still be bowl eligible. They if, can. If they yeah, win, they need if, to win If the they next win two. this week, they have North Northwestern at home in their final game, which is a very good opportunity for Illinois yeah. to, to get bowl eligible. That's interesting. If they get bowl eligible, is that week zero loss not as bad? No, it's still bad. <laughs> no, it's still pretty Look good. Look at Illinois, who Illinois, Illinois has beaten, though. Yeah. 
Penn State, Nebraska. Well, Nebraska. Nebraska, yeah. Iowa. They, they'd have to beat if they get bowl eligible. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they encouraging. And I, I really loved, I loved that hire. If, if Brett Bielema wasn't the head coach at Illinois and was just on the open market, and you asked me who I wanted for the OC, it'd be Brett Bielema. Really? Long, I don't, I don't, long I don't, term, not maybe not I, for this. I, I, was say, I don't, I don't know if, if their two <laughs> styles match up. <laughs> not with the, not with the roster they have, but long term, that's the kind of offense I'd like to see at Nebraska once again. Uh, number eight on my list: Georgia Tech, the Ramblin' Wreck, tra- uh, traveling uh, to Notre Dame to take on Ooh. number eight uh, Notre Dame there at South Bend. That's a 1.30 kickoff time uh, on NBC tickets as low as $26 to get in. Uh, Notre Dame favored by 17 in this game, but Georgia Tech, they're one of the better 3-7 and seven teams in the nation. <laughs> Six out of seven you of their losses. You had to do it. You had to do it. That's right. Six out of their seven losses are by less than 12. Um, so they've been keeping games close. Notre Dame, it, it's interesting because they only have Stanford left. They're kind of the forgotten team in the whole yeah. college football playoff race because they're their heads up loss to Cincinnati. But it's looking like they're going to have a one, they're going to be a one loss team by the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And one guy that also, I mean, co- coaching carousel once again, I'm surprised hasn't been talked about. Marcus Freeman, their defensive coordinator. Oh yeah, I really like Marcus Freeman. Um, he used to be at Cincinnati last year and and went to Notre Dame this year as defensive coordinator. I really like him as as a head coach guy down the road here good thoughts you're bringing out names that i that that just haven't been mentioned like you said for some reason they are uh, they should be uh number seven on my list uh maybe even a little bit too high considering the records but the crosstown rivalry the the red versus the blue it's fun usc and ucla ucla of course already bowl eligible under chip kelly with a six and four record they are favored usc at four and five are are starting their their freshman quarterback jackson dart will get his first start usc needs two wins against either ucla byu or cal two out of those three to go bowling uh do you think they have much of a chance against ucla this week i do i really like dante williams also no let's just continue the talk about coaches i dante williams the former nebraska guy yeah, I don't know if he's uh, up he's not for a long term. No, jobs, no, but. no, but heck of a recruiter. Yeah, and definitely a good start for him. Uh, you know, as far as being considered in the future. Uh, number six on my list. Number ten, Wake Forest at Clemson. Clemson, uh, of course, not living up to their own name, but seven and three this year. Still a pretty good squad if you take out the name. Uh, and Wake Forest, uh, of course, has just one loss on the season to North Carolina, but that was a non-conference game, yeah. even though it was a conference game. Uh, but in any, in any case, uh, Wake Forest <laughs> against Clemson. Clemson favored by four and a half in this game. It's at 11 o'clock on ESPN, $19 to get into the stadium. Uh, you expect Clemson to, to knock Wake Forest finally out of this whole college football playoff talk, which they're barely I was in, gonna say, are they considering in their one loss. I, they're, they're not really in it. Here's, here's a name for you, Bach. Does Mario Goodrich still play for Clemson? Do you remember Mario Goodrich? I don't remember He, he was a Nebraska commit. And I wonder if he still plays. He made a he made a big pass breakup in the playoff a couple years ago. He does. So Mario Goodrich um, going up against Sam. You know Hartman. what? I do remember his he, name. He now, was from yeah. St. Louis, and he decommitted, I believe, when they had the whole transition of coaches, the yeah. coaching staff, and then went to Clemson. Oh, good for anyway, him. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Off topic, I just keep thinking. Justin Ross also out for that game. He's uh, now kind of moving on. I think he's got some surgery similar to JoJo. Um just focusing on the pros now, so that'll yeah. be something Clemson will have to get over. Uh, number five, I must have about two preseason top ten teams. Uh, it's not that way anymore, though. Iowa State at number 13, <laughs> Oklahoma. Iowa State probably one of the more disappointing teams on the year, but they still have a lot of talent there, including Brees Hall, one of the nation's leading rushers. Oklahoma, though, favored by three and a half coming off that loss to Baylor. This is, once again, big noon kickoff, so... Even though Oklahoma left the conference because of big noon kickoff in these 11 a.m. Yeah. Uh, kickoffs, the big 
the Big 12 and Fox are still like, yeah, well, then, as long as you're here, <laughs> we're as yeah. many big noon kickoffs as we're going to get out of you, $35 to get into that game in Norman. I'm going to that game. There's a lot of interesting things, storylines going around Oklahoma right now. The whole Lincoln Riley and LSU rumors oh, yeah. swirling around. Norman's a really cool place to watch a game also. Um, I can attest to that one. And you never know what their quarterback situation is going to look like on a weekly basis. Yeah, even next next year, there's all this Rattler talk about him transferring. No he idea. Didn't, didn't finish the game with Caleb Williams got what, back in there. So. What's, what's interesting is if Lincoln Riley leaves, do, does both guys leave? Do both guys? Yeah. But the Lincoln Riley rumors aren't really coming from anywhere except for just some gut feelings <laughs> of reporters. Boards, they saw a plane with no tail oh, number okay. land in Norman from Baton Rouge. Oh, that's Lincoln Riley for sure. It has to be. It's a private jet. <laughs> Nobody knew about it. Uh, number four on my list. How about number 21, Arkansas, back in the top 25. They're at number two, Alabama. Go play in Bryant-Denny <laughs> Stadium. Uh, 2.30 kickoff on CBS. $28 to get in that game. 20 and a half points for Alabama. So Arkansas, despite being ranked, not getting a whole lot of respect. Yeah, I'll take Alabama to cover. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Alabama is... That team, or did you, do you kind of listen to Ed Ordron of LSU, who pushed him the twenty to fourteen loss a couple weeks ago, yeah. and said, you know, th- this is not the Alabama Bold. I think they're, I think they're a pretty good team. I don't think they should be in the playoff, but I think they're a, a quality team. If they beat Georgia, you think they should be in the playoff? Yes, yeah. So just as of now, as of right now, they yeah. shouldn't. Maybe, maybe that's the wrong way to put it. They shouldn't be number two. Yeah, uh, who should be number two? Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati. I don't know. There's no. There's nobody. Like I have no clue outside of Georgia because it, it used, I, I want to value head-to-head, but there's no way that Oregon is a better team than Ohio State right now. Yeah. Oregon's got yeah, Oregon's got an interesting one coming up. In fact, that's the next one on our list. At least it, it will be now. Number three, Oregon <laughs> at number 23, Utah. Utah 6-3, but the Utah Utes are favored by three in this Ooh. game. A 6.30 kickoff time on ABC, $70. It's one of the bigger games of the weekend uh, there in Salt Lake City. Big test, but... The Civil War is still on the docket for the Ducks as well following this game. So Oregon, they, we, you know, they've been playing without C.J. Verdell for a long time now. He's been yeah. out for the season. Um, but th- And that kind of takes away from you believing them being one of the best teams in the nation. Do you think that they get through Utah and Oregon State in the next two weeks without a loss? I don't know. I think I think this week they are really on upside alert. I think Kyle Whittingham will, will have Utah ready to go. I would go watch that game. Yeah. I, I kind of want to go watch a football game in Utah also. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I think I want to go to pro. I want I want to see a, a BYU game really bad. I'd go to the Holy War. Yeah, Utah-BYU. That cool. That'd be the coolest one. That would be cool. Uh, number two on my list, how about SMU at number five, Cincinnati. Cincinnati favored by 11.5 in this game. It's a 2.30 kickoff on ESPN. Uh, tickets are 34 bucks to get in there. SMU looked like they were going to be a big challenge for Cincinnati. But they've fallen to eight and two. They've lost two of the last three games, including the Houston and Memphis. Cincinnati just hasn't looked impressive. They're one of those teams that needs the style points, haven't been able to rack them up, and maybe that's why they're on the outside looking in in the playoffs at this time. Uh, do you think Cincinnati, and, and maybe more importantly, are you cheering for Cincinnati yes. to get in the playoffs, or would you rather see the Power Five deal out? I, I want I want Cincinnati in the playoffs. Also, I forgot former Oklahoma quarterback Tanner Mordecai is the starter yes. for SMU. He's really I good. I forgot too. about that guy. Yeah. yeah, he could lead the he could lead the victory. That's why I have this game so high. I think SMU's got an, you know upset alert there for Cincinnati. SMU could win that one. It's a big spread, big line. Yeah, eleven and a half is a lot more, especially with Cincinnati the way they've been kind of fiddling around with mediocre opponents. But maybe they'll get up for this game. Maybe they know this is the one that they've been looking forward to. Uh, number one on my list, also a big spread, but. Really good game. Number seven, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State, 11 a.m. 
Buckeyes favored by 19 at the Horseshoe. Cost you 82 bucks to get on, get in the game. But of course, for most of us, we're not going to do that. We're just going to watch on ABC. You think that's the the biggest game of the week for you? I think so. Michigan State is bad. Yeah, we'll get more into that here around the corner because uh, we have two very different takes on yep. Michigan State. So we'll see, uh, and, and more importantly, the contract extension yeah. uh, that Mel Tucker is going to sign. So we'll, we'll get into that here in just a moment. But that is my box tops for the day, top 10 games of the week. And pretty good docket, I think, this week. Yes. And of course, most of us uh, will be watching that around our 2.30 game against Wisconsin this week. So we'll talk more about the Wisconsin game and talk about Mel Tucker and his huge extension and what it means for Michigan State. We have differing opinions on that. That's next year on Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.